So now we get to uh, express our thanks. You know, uh, I think uh, Rodney had mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to have kind of an open mic session. And um, just to kind of get things rolling, just talk a little bit. Uh, my family and I, we celebrated Thanksgiving this uh, last Thursday, like you all did. And one of the things that we were focusing on this time is just being thankful for those who have gone on before. Uh, I think I might have mentioned here before, we have a direct bloodline to William Brewster, who was a pastor of the Mayflower. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, everybody remembers the pilgrims during these times. And, you know, that's that's very important and interesting, uh, you know, to think about that. You have a direct connection. We can join the John Brewster Society and uh, fellowship with all the people there. But what's more important is that line of faith, not the bloodline, but the faith line. You know, by faith, we are sons of Ab- Abraham, so we can trace our spiritual uh, heritage all the way back to Abraham, Abraham and beyond. And so I was thinking um, today it would be great to think about well, who are those people in your faith journey and your faith heritage who have made a difference in your life, who have uh, kind of helped you to come to faith. I, I think of one guy that when I was in high school, you know, I was a very church-going guy, uh, but there's this guy that was uh, leading a Bible study that I became a part of. And as I was going off to college, he he gave me a call and he said, Brad, you know, you really got to you got to give your whole life to the Lord. And I said, well, I go to church. I do all these things. You know, I, I, I think I'm doing everything I should be. He said, no, that's not enough. You have to have a personal relationship with Christ. And I still remember that because I was mad at him because uh, he said he was somehow suggesting that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't doing enough. And I thought I was, but it was that kind of that phone call. I still remember to this day that sort of kind of nudged me over and say, yes, I have to look at my life and I'm not doing enough. And so in many ways, he was a spiritual father to me, a, you know, an ancestor of mine that, that really pushed me on my way to faith. And so I thought maybe we could talk about that if people want to share about who they're thankful for in their lives, or quite frankly, anything that's opened up. We've had a lot going on this past year or two. Uh, I'm just uh, so thankful for the way the Lord has blessed the church through all that. But I want to give people a chance to sort of kind of share what they're thankful for and have a family time here. So I'm gonna. Uh, I think we have the mics in the back. So if you want to, just raise your hand if anyone has a point they want to share. Here we go in the back. Somebody has to break the ice, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's always somebody. Let it be you. Uh, I would like to praise and thank the Lord because for 60 years, looking back and looking now, I don't remember any day, any moment that He has not been faithful or kind or, sorry, good to me. Uh, although my heart in some of those days don't, didn't recognize or I wandered around, but he has never held his said and his goodness to me. So I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for brothers and sisters, the body of Christ, who has been the channel of God's rescue in my life and joy. And I have been saved through the ministry of the church. I have grown and I've been discipled through the ministry of the church. And now I'm retired. I'm still in church. So I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for all the pastors that have nurtured me. I thank the family. I thank sisters who had been admonished me in my life and encouraged me in joyful and and lonely moments. And I thank the Lord for my family, even to my unsaved loved ones. And I 
Finally, I'd like to thank the Lord for giving me a very loving husband. I came from a very lonely home, but everything the Lord had compensated in my life. I shared to my husband, you know, I've never even owned a crayon in my life. Guess what he did? He even bought me a glittered crayon. (laughs) So I, I thank the Lord because he has been channel of God's grace and generosity in my life. So I'm 60 years old and I'm just very thankful in my prayer. I wish I have more years so I could enjoy more earthly life in the Lord. Well, that's great. Well, I think you've covered all the bases there. That was good. That was good. Thanks. That was a good way to get started. And I think it's being thankful is about having a good memory, right? Remembering all the Lord has done for us. And the longer we're here, the more we have to be thankful for. So that's great. Yeah, Steve Kledgen, uh, we do send a lot of missionaries here to the world, and we, that w- the way you guys introduced uh, Brad and Rodney, they went really t- to terrible countries, you know, at the time. So that was a very good mention. I just want to thank all the missionaries that came to Turkey in the 1800s, Ottoman Turkey back then. Imagine, they went there to uh, evangelize the Ottoman Turks. But not work, definitely. So they looked around, and we were the minority Christians there, Western Armenia. So uh, we accepted a lot of us, you know, evangelic, became evangelicals. And some were murdered, actually, some of the missionaries. Um, so it was very, I, I owe my Christianity to them, basically. So yeah. I'm a third generation, but I still owe my Christianity to them. Just hopefully this will be encouraging to the rest of the missionaries. Yeah, that's a great, I'm glad you pointed that out because, you know, a lot of times missionaries go to field, it seems very cold and hard, and, but those seeds you planted, they grow. Like the missionaries, early missionaries to China went and were all kind of booted out, and, and then now you look at the flourishing church in China, and same thing in Turkey. I mean, it's just amazing. We're so thankful, and this, so thankful that this group and this church are so supportive of missions in general and have so many that, that go out and take the call. You know, it's, it's a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, I just want to say um, I'm just grateful so much for um, all all the knowledge that I've gained from just being at Grace at the time that I've been. But uh, the scripture's really been convicting me that says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. So more so, I'm just grateful for the love um, of all the people around. And uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, 2, where it says, faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest of these is love. So of all the things, um, it's just the love that the Lord has for me that he expresses through the people in my life as well as this church body and just my family and, and friends and so many wonderful relationships that he's given me the pleasure to have. So that's just great. grateful for yeah, that. Yeah, uh, you know, so many people come to this church because it's so strong in the word. They expect to find this legalistic group here, and what they find is the exact opposite. You know, and as you, as you truly work out the teachings of the word, that increases your love for one another. So I, I, that's a great uh, testimony to that. <laughs> I can have two mics. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi, my name is Peter Kim. Uh, when you said, uh, talk about, think about ancestors that who really thankful to us, and then I just, one person that came to my mind in seconds, this is my grandfather, who was a, a pastor at the time, a uh, long time ago. He died at when he was 104 years old. Wow. He lived a long life. <laughs> but, but he's the one who passed on his faith to us, to me, personally. And so I went to his church, and then I became a Christian. But where did he get his faith? He got it from an American missionary. At that time, there were, there were few Christians. They were all influenced by directly or indirectly by American American missionaries. That's wonderful. So now that in, back in Korea, there are about quarter, one out of four people have faith. That's a great number. And one of them is me, hmm. that I'm so thankful for my grandfather. Thankful God, thankful to God, that yes. who gave faith to my grandfather, saved my grandfather through American missionary, and then it passed it on to my generation, myself, whole bunch of our family are Christians. Not all of it, all of them, but some, uh, most of them. And not only that, but our friends and families and so many people got saved through American missionary. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's great testimony. Thank you. Hi, I'm Esther Hong. Um, I'm very thankful for this church, and I know a lot of people are thankful for this church, but I found this church last year around this time at a very difficult time in my life. I had just moved from Ohio with my three children. Um, it was during the pandemic, and I couldn't find any churches open. Um, I had really was missing back home and still considered Ohio home at the time, and trying to find a church for three children that I have who are all special needs, they're all on the autism spectrum. And I remember standing in the basement um, when commission still met in the basement and introducing myself that day. The amount of people that came up to me after that day and just welcomed me and welcomed our kids. And being a single mom of three kids with autism is extremely challenging most days. But this body of Christ, especially my Glendale Bible study group, has been just amazing. The body of Christ is it's a true testament of how they can work in your life. Um, they have watched my kids for me. They have helped in every way. They helped me in spiritual growth and even helped me move from L.A. to Burbank um, this past year. And in every way possible, I have felt like at home here and my kids, you know, it's very hard to find churches. A lot of families with special needs, they don't go to church. They're not able to go to church because they have kids who need specialized care. So to have a special needs ministry at this church who loves our kids and to have many of you here who have actually watched our kids and have interacted with me and with our children, I am so thankful, and in every way possible, the body of Christ is so strong here, and even recently, it's been a rough year. I've recently, I've had a significant health setback, but because even during that time, everybody stepped up, you know, through EWG, commissioned our Bible study, the children ministry, every Korean ministry, so many different ministries have reached out and just helped and become the hands and feet, because 
I wasn't. I really don't have family. I do have biological family here, but they have their own health needs. So I consider this church my home. And to anyone who feels new here, just in a year, how God has brought so many people in my life and changed me from the inside out and helped me realize that we all are parts of a body of Christ and we can help each other. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and for my kids. Um, thank you for loving them. They can be difficult at times, but they're a blessing from God. And you have, many of you have helped me realize that. And I am so thankful to have leadership who have shepherd me, Bob Simmons, the elders, they just have really guided me um, spiritually and helped me physically and practically, and many of you pray for me. So thank you so much for that, and praise all be to God for the body of Christ. Oh, thank you. You know, um, that's, that is a great testimony. You know, so many people were saying, well, with all the churches closing, why are you open? And when you hear testimony like I said, how could we not open? I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, the ministry. So. Um, hi. I just wanted to say that I'm thankful for um, my amazing husband, who has been such an amazing person to demonstrate and exemplify um, Christ in his life and his love towards myself and our family. Um, but I also wanted to say that I'm thankful, like she was sharing, um, it's a beautiful thing to be part of a church that really displays the unity that Pastor John was talking about for these past two weeks. Um, you know, during my husband's um, passing of his mom, it was beautiful to see how our church body, which um, our fellowship group is down in Torrance area. So our young ladies and our young men really stepped up to the plate to serve us and be hospitable to us and really take care of us. And it was such a beautiful experience to um, have that. And it's such a beautiful contrast for, for myself personally to see when there's a church body that really desires to live in obedience to the scriptures in every aspect of life, not just attending church and confessing Christ, but to display that being the hands and the feet that she was expressing. It just, it humbled us so much to say, thank you, Lord, for changing us from the inside out, to be able to serve each other with grace, humility, compassion, and above all, because it comes from love. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God has blessed us with so many gifts and that we're using it for each other. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. You know, I think, it, I think it's that pursuit of the word and the, the clear interpretation of the word that does unify us. We'll all have different opinions about things, right? But if, if we're, we're centered on the word of God, that's what unifies us and living that out. And anytime we have, even as elders, anytime we're looking at an, an issue like the, how to respond to COVID, we always come back to the word and what does scripture tell us? And that's what brings that unity uh, to our church, which is why we focus on that. So thank you. I'm writer, and um, I'm thankful to God um, for preserving our great-grandma who passed away a few months ago. But God helped preserve her so we could see her before she passed away. Well, that's a, And you have a great memory of her, too, so we can remember them. And 
I think one of the things we, the way we honor those who've gone before is we pour our lives into those who come after, and that's how we honor their memory. Okay. <laughs> Kathy and I went for a uh, vacation on September 16th, and we remember hearing some sermons before we left on count it all joy when you encounter various trials. And we were talking about that, and we hit the road on September 16th. On September 17th, she started getting a fever. For the next 23 days, we were just fighting COVID. Um, so we're very grateful, even though we were she felt like we were stuck in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hmm. We were on our way back to see family on the East Coast, which didn't work out, and we never made it. But we were in a hotel room for 23 days, and uh, she got the full COVID. Um, and all the way through it, we're saying, well, here we are in the middle of nowhere. We had a nurse talking to us on the West Coast, a nurse talking to us on the East Coast. We had friends and family in the South Bay Bible study group sending us texts for what to do and what not to do. And it was really a testimony that uh, the borders of the church is uh, beyond even our California state border, our Bible studies. It's around the world. We really sensed that in a, in a very deep way. Um, Kathy was uh, very afraid to go to the hospital but at one point, it got so bad, we had to. We had to dial 911. Um, very grateful where we were. They came right away, and they took her to a private room, and I was able to peek at her on our anniversary, of our 42nd anniversary. <laughs> My God, is so good. You know, we don't all know when we're going to go. And I thought, wow, <laughs> not here, not now. We have so much more to live for. And he was very gracious, and uh, he always is, whether she's alive or not. She can't be here today because she's got a little cold, but she has fully recovered. Uh, we are so grateful to what God has done in, uh, in our lives and just given us joy even through the trials. Yeah, thank you. And that's, I think that's so characteristic of many stories. I think many people could tell similar stories. And what you just said... You know, our lives are vapors here. You never know when the Lord's going to call us. So we have to make the time count that we, that we have, you know, and uh, I think that's important. And Volkovod's been a little bit of a kind of reminder of that. So I will stand. Yeah, go ahead. Good morning. My name is Richard Pineda. And the one thing I have to be thankful for is the restoration of my faith in this church. I want to start with a Bible verse that is dear to me and, it's Mark nine twenty three through 24. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the boy's father cried out and was saying, I do believe. Help my unbelief. And it is about my unbelief that I would say where I came from. My history and my family is that to the nth, we were, I would say, much, pretty much raised in a family of atheists. We were raised Catholic, but we did not participate. My father was a World War II veteran, 
and he suffered from that, and I did not realize that till later after he had passed away. His soul was torn out by that war. And my brother went to Vietnam, and his soul was torn out. And my family pretty much did not believe in God at all. And so I asked many times, God, why did you give me faith? I am very much like them. I do not believe. I do not believe in the word of God or that there is a God. And so, long story short, I'm here at Grace Church where the word of God is presented. And if you believe, it will pierce your heart. And every time I'm in this church, and when John is up there, my heart is pierced. Even as a Christian now. Because at one time I was at Grace Church in the 90s. And I did leave, and I did not accept the doctrines that were preached. They were too far and too high for me. And the restoration, as I talked to John about one day in the Q&A answer, I says, what about the Puritans and why are they so important? And that one book wrote by Matthew Mead, the almost Christian, discovered. And it's a treatise of a believer at the throne of God with all the indictments brought before you. And there it is. So I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for the many believers here who do believe in the word of God. A very unique place to be. I also mentioned that I am a graduate of TMU. Graduated in 1996. But it was in the late 90s that I left this church after going through all of that. And yet here I am again restored. And I would say um, I'm in my fourth season with Brad Klassen in The Man of the Word. And I told him recently that you have us targeted, and I would say you even have us bracketed in the way you preach the Word of God. Keep on preaching that Word. Do not let up. Admonish us and keep us moving forward. Thank you, Grace Church. Yeah, thank you. So we'll have, uh, we'll have one more, and I think Brad is going to come up. Thanks. Hello, I'm Jared. And uh, just like many of us, uh, just uh, so thankful for being here at this church. I came here a little over a year ago to go to TMU, but it wasn't just to come to TMU. It's being a part of this church. And I'm so thankful for that and just God's providence of bringing me here previously, the year before, just certain events that happened using COVID that played a factor of coming here and not being somewhere else. And so just thankful for, for this church, to the teaching, the fellowship, the love, the community, the elders, and the um, men of the word, home Bible study. Just so much. I just love it so much. And yes, just praise God for that. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I, I know there's so much more you could say, and um, it doesn't have to stop here. We can share our faith stories, our, our testimonies with each other, and that's part of what we do. That's why we come together here. So I encourage you to, to share your thankfulness to God and, and remember what he's done for us and, and show our thankfulness in the way we then hand our faith and share with others. So, Brad, you want to come up and close us, brother?
Thank you, Brad. And thank you to all those who gave a little testimony today of your thankfulness, and I'm sure we could keep going in, in many ways would rather us do that. Uh, so wonderful to hear how God is working and changing lives, and uh, yeah, all of them had their own uniqueness to them, and, and yet all of them were the same, and that it pointed ultimately to our great God and Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Spirit who affects the change in our lives. So wonderful to hear that. I want to begin with a few words of thanksgiving as well and uh, express on behalf of Heather, who's actually down in the nursery right now, uh, what a joy it has been for us over this last year. We joined the group, uh, rejoined the group because we'd been part of mainstream back in the 90s and early 2000s before we uh, went to Russia for 12 years and then came back to this group uh, just a year ago, last December, and uh, it has been a real joy for us. I can put up with Rodney. That's okay. Because of you. So uh, that's, what, that, that's what makes it so, uh, so helpful. So no, I'm, I'm thankful for Rodney. Uh, I've said before to others, you know, in, in ministry, one of the great blessings that God gives is the people to, who serve right alongside of you. And uh, he has done that in my life in many different seasons. And this season, it, it is Rodney. And so very thankful for that and his encouragement, and uh, he's an old guy, but I still will <laughs> respect him, and no, I, I'm thankful for him. What I wanted to do, and we don't have a lot of time, and in, in fact, uh, I, I'm not going to go through this as I had, had uh, planned to. What I wanted to do is, is give a, a, uh, a short summary of the benefits of, of Thanksgiving based on some key texts in the New Testament, specifically in the Apostle Paul. I'm going to go through this real quick. You can write some of these down, uh, but we, we want to sing again one more song before we leave and then again enjoy some good fellowship and continue the testimonies that have been already started here. But allow me to give you a few uh, reasons or benefits of thanksgiving according to the Apostle Paul, and you can jot down these verses if you want, uh, and I'll try to turn there quickly and summarize each, each text quickly. The first one is this. Thanksgiving glorifies God. Thanksgiving glorifies God. Uh, there's a text in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that helps illustrate this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, where Paul writes this, For all things are for your sakes, so that the grace which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God. The grace which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God. So a lifestyle of thanksgiving, it glorifies God. Secondly, a lifestyle of thanksgiving fulfills God's will. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 is an important statement on this where the Apostle Paul says, "...in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." We often will ask ourselves the question, how do I know I'm in the will of God? How do I know I'm obeying God's will? Well, here is very direct evidence. Have a lifestyle of thanksgiving, and you know then you are in the center of God's will for you. Number three, thanksgiving as a lifestyle evidences the Spirit's filling. It evidences the Spirit's filling. Another question that Christians will often ask is, how do I know the Spirit is at work in my life? Of course, there are whole movements that are dedicated to all kinds of 
uh, all aberrations in their attempt to demonstrate the Spirit at work in life? Well, the Scriptures give us a very simple evidence, and yet it's profound, and that's found in Ephesians 5, verses 18 to 20. The giving of thanks evidences the Spirit's filling. Paul says this, he says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father. Thanksgiving, because it is so unnatural to our flesh and to this fallen world, is one of the great evidences of a spirit-filled life. Number four, thanksgiving displaces anxiety. It displaces anxiety. We are prone to worry. Philippians chapter 4 speaks on this. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, be anxious for nothing. That is what we're to put off, but in its place, so that anxiety does not return, we are to, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Thanksgiving displaces anxiety. Number five, it cultivates contentment. A few verses later, verses 10 to 13, Paul writes, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last you have reserved or revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but lacked opportunity. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means and also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, of, of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Here you have Paul being anxious for nothing, but by prayer, making his, thank, his requests known with thanksgiving. And you see that, that it cultivates that life of contentment. Number six, it mortifies atheism. We have a practical atheism still involved in our flesh, in the unredeemed aspect of us, a practical atheism that is apathetic or antithetical to God. And in Romans chapter 1, Paul describes this kind of atheism in a real vivid sense in verses 20 to 21. He says, since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations. It is the mark of atheists, the mark of practical atheists, not to give thanks. So the giving of thanks, you know this, that as you battle the flesh, the giving of thanks to God is a direct assault on that remaining practical atheism that is still in your flesh. Number seven, it purifies speech. People who have a thankful attitude, a thankful outlook on life have pure speech. You know those people, the people who are ungrateful are the people whose speech is filled with all kinds of impurity. But Paul in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 4 says this, he says, there must be no filthiness or silly talk or coarse jesting which are not fitting, but rather the giving of thanks. When there is a true thankful spirit, there will be purified speech. And then one more, number eight, the giving of thanks, thanksgiving as a lifestyle, not just as a holiday, but as a lifestyle, it sanctifies enjoyment. 
What do I mean by that? Well, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4, if you want to, or just write this down. I'll read the verses, verses 1 to 5. God has given creation for us to enjoy. He has given us food to enjoy. He's given us marriage to enjoy. He's given us relationships to enjoy. God's creation is for our enjoyment, but it's the giving of thanks that sanctifies that enjoyment and makes it pure. Paul talks about the uh, the attitude in the later times, and he says this, but in, the Spirit explicitly says that in later times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron, men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared in by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude, for it is sanctified by means of the word of God and prayer. All the wonderful things that we can point to as blessings in our our lives, all those enjoyments are sanctified by the giving of thanks. We can enjoy that pumpkin pie. We can enjoy that wonderful feast and truly enjoy it when there is thanksgiving that sanctifies that enjoyment. So just a few reminders there about why we give thanks. But again, uh, God is so good to us. and It's so evident in these testimonies. And uh, we need to live this not just a few days of the year, but continually as our way of life. Amen.